award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. I'm Jason Harmon. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Got a great show for you today. It's all about turkeys. Turkey season has passed, but we're going to recap and see uh, what all went on and how much fun was had and how many birds were harvested and all kinds of good stuff. Don King is helping me co-host today. Yeah, Jason. Hey, I'm liking the hat. Yeah. yeah, like you got that navy on today. I'm uh, sporting the new uh, the new Tennessee wildlife hat that that anybody can purchase at GoOutdoorsTennessee.com. I left mine at home today. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's okay. It, it's uh, it's it is a nice, comfortable, comfortable hat. Too. Good fitting hat. Great for the summer. Uh, great for any time, really. And uh, I've seen a lot of them out there on the water. Yeah, even the brown one. I've seen a picture on social media of a guy wearing one. You know, oh, fishing. Good. Yeah. So, Folks are buying them. They're in. Uh, they're enjoying them. So that's great. That's good. And Cindy's sending them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a small team. Yeah. Getting those out. So it is. Cindy does great work. But uh, I see those big baskets. You know, in the mailroom, lined up with. The, what is that? That's the hats going out. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. They're, they're popular. I think we sold every brown hat they had in the United States, so we yeah. went to blue. Navy. Sold out. I think All navy's right. a popular color. I think people are liking it. So. Oh yeah. Uh, well, let's don't forget Roger. Roger's nope. here. Roger Shields. Bring him in, Jason. He's our turkey program coordinator, and he's gonna talk turkey with yeah. us today. So glad you're here. Thanks for having me again. Welcome back, Roger. Sure, I'm glad to be here. How have you been dealing with the, the pandemic? We are social distancing, by the way. If you're listening on the radio or podcast, uh, we are keeping our distance in the studio here. Yes. And, uh, but how have you managed to get through this time and, and work and that kind of thing? You've been working from home, I guess, like most of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, for the last three months, I've been working in uh, my daughter's old room. You know, she's off in college now, so I've uh, taken her space as my office, I guess, and just working there spending a lot of time on zoom meetings and you know virtually talking to everybody but um able to basically get along and and our family's doing good everybody's healthy and well that's great yeah Uh, i think my son enjoyed the fact that he got out of school like two months before (laughs) they were supposed to i don't think i heard a complaint from him about that how old is he again he's uh he just turned 17 okay yeah yeah, so, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I bet that's great. I mean, my kids are six and eight, you know, and they love being out, but I'm sure as you get older, it's even better, you know. <laughs> Until yeah. you graduate. I felt bad for the seniors this uh, year, you know. Yeah, that the, was true. They kind of didn't get the closure of all that, all mm-hmm. those years of school and, you know, getting to walk across the stage and get that diploma and all that. And, and a prom and yeah. all that goes on with the senior year. All, that, all those that things. That, yeah. that was tough, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyway, well, I, glad the family's healthy. Yeah, and uh, I think everybody here in studio today. I think we've all been lucky enough to avoid the virus and whatnot. So, uh, so that's good. Uh, we mentioned we have been working from home. Uh, let's chat a little bit about the field staff. You know, you talked about your, the coordinators for the programs are been working from home, but the field staff were still hard at it. But they had to adjust a little bit. You mentioned that before we started the show. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, they were able to still get out and do their normal day-to-day, you know, planting food plots and just doing what they do. Probably had to adjust their approach a little bit, uh-huh. you know, because of social distancing, mm-hmm. where maybe they would have ridden together in a truck out there. They have to drive separately or something. But, um, yeah, as far as I know, we're 
business as usual, so to speak. Not totally as usual, but at least the worst getting done. Let yeah. me put it that way. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, we went through our uh, what we call season setting. You know, where we're setting all the regulations and season dates and everything for next year and actually next two years for hunting season and. That was interesting for everybody trying to do that, you know, through Zoom meetings and WebEx and right. all this, all these different ways. So, but we we got through it. Yeah, so well, it was good, good deal. Yeah, and that, uh, and and that two year cycle too. That that, you know, we've changed that, or the commission changed that a couple of years, uh, a little while back. That mm-hmm. uh, that wildlife gets gets uh, a two year. Um, season setting and then fish following that so yeah so this year was wildlife i guess next year's fisheries and then it'll be back to us right yeah yep awesome awesome well uh today's all about turkeys we want to highlight the the 2020 spring uh season and uh talk about harvest and that kind of thing and and some of the other changes that are going to be coming along in the future uh Hey, it was pretty obvious that a lot of people had a lot more time to go turkey hunting this spring. I, I guess think so. because of the, what we've been talking about here. <laughs> yeah, numbers are up and, and license sales are up, but then we're going to hit on all that um, today. So, um, but first, do you want to tell a hunting story? You said you made it out into the woods this year. Oh, sure. And yeah. uh, had some success. I did not, so I don't have much of a story. Oh, okay. But I, I think the folks at home would love to hear a turkey turkey well, hunting story. Yeah, I guess. Divine Providence maybe shined on me this year. I don't know because I'd scouted out a few areas. Uh, I was just hunting this public area close to where we live, Percy Priest, and just public area. You know, it's hard for people to kill birds on public land. Ah, oh, just some public land. But I scouted out. You know, like I had three different spots that I was going to go to, and I thought, well, I better get up early. This is my first year hunting. You know, hunting here in Tennessee too, so I didn't know quite what to expect. Right. So I better get out there early. So I thought I was early, but I went to my first spot and there was already somebody there. And I, well, you know, I won't want to get in on him. So I drove to my second spot and somebody was there. So I drove to my third spot. I'm starting to get nervous now. Somebody was there and I was like, now what do I do? So I was driving on down the road trying to think about where where, where can I go now, you know? And then um, I was had the little map up on the, on the uh, GPS and, uh-huh. and I saw, well, there's another spot up ahead. Let me just... You know, I'll turn around there, and I went to turn around, and nobody was there. And I said, "Well, this is where I'm going to be today. All right. This is opening day." Wasn't successful then, but I came back. That was Saturday. I came back uh, Good Friday, so it was a week uh-huh. later on Good Friday, and and because um, I came back because on that opening day, as I was walking in, you know, still like good 45 minutes before daylight i hear a bird gobble and why he was gobbling that early you know it's only like i said divine providence uh-huh. god was like this is the area son this is where you want to be uh-huh. so yeah i came back and heard bird that opening day just he he got hen distracted him and so he didn't come into me but so i came back that good friday and stumbled it in in the dark and got set up in a good spot actually ended up um coming in right underneath where some hens were roosted oh, and i okay. spooked one and she flew off but the other i guess there were about two or three other ones they stayed which worked out to my advantage i think because the one i think that flew off had circled around and was kind of coming in and mm. anyway two two long beards came up and they got within range and i was able to get one so, history. Right. yeah first tennessee bird it is awesome yeah yeah good deal so i got his tail fan and everything all ready to go get 
put put up somewhere. I don't know where. I guess your last one was in Florida, right? Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of the tail fan, if you haven't seen our Drop the Tailgate episodes on Facebook and YouTube, Matt Cameron, uh, our regional communication coordinator, has been putting together some great Drop the Tailgate segments. Uh One was how to mount a turkey tail fan. So that is a cool episode. Go check it out on YouTube or or Facebook and uh, go check those out. He does a great job with those, and uh, they're fun to watch. So, all right. Well, congratulations on your bird. Thanks. Uh, well, let's jump into the some of the numbers. We you know we saw uh, an increase in the turkey harvest this year, and uh, let's just start just a little bit of an increase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm kind of playing it down here. It was a pretty good increase. So, tell us what uh, what's uh, what the numbers look like, and kind of where we think and why we think these numbers went up, and, and we'll right. start there. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we topped forty thousand birds this year in harvest, uh, which is you know, last uh, 2019, it was 31,000 and some change. So that's a pretty significant increase, uh-huh. uh, about 27% over the five-year average. And, and yeah, so, so we were up. I mean, it was a crazy year. I mean, you know, like I said, there were a lot of people out hunting, and, uh-huh. and that's good. And we want people to hunt. So, yeah. Um, but when you put more people out in the field and give them more days, like you were saying, we not only was there more hunters, but, you know, they didn't have anything else to do. Right. A lot of them were not at work, you know, during the week. So where normally you might have real heavy weekends, now you got weekends and weekday pressure. So yeah. harvest was up, I think, you know, just people are out there more, and eventually someone like me even can get a bird. So uh, <laughs> it just happens. And, and so we saw an increase. But, you know, in the long-term big picture, I know some people were worried about how um, this year of harvest might impact the populations long term, and I, I don't think there's going to be in a, a, a big, huge impact long term from it. You know, we didn't. We, you're never going to harvest all of the birds mm-hmm. out there on the landscape, and so if we get a few birds, a few males that are still around, and, and there are, and we don't harvest the hens, so the hens are still there. So there, there will be breeding that goes on, and and, and so if, especially if we can leave them alone long enough to let them get their breeding done, uh-huh. then everything will be all right. Now, for the next few years, next two or three years, I'm sure we're going to see some decrease in harvest because there are you know fewer adult birds out there on the landscape now. But I mean, you know, provided we have decent uh, reproduction and you know survival is usually pretty good for right. the gobblers so i think we'll bounce back yeah. pretty quick and maybe maybe some of those folks that got out for the first time or or maybe were re-energized and got out there again maybe they'll stick with it and, and come back next year and, and hunt as well but i'd say that number will be probably a little bit lower not as many people out next year maybe well and hopefully we won't have covid19 right. going on next year <laughs> yeah. and you know uh, I, I don't mean that in a i mean i mean that in a good way but at the same time it it means folks maybe won't have as much time on their hands but um you know so that that'll all balance out Um, but you know this year we were seeing you're talking before too about um just more people out there in the field Mm -hmm. and and that leads to more people being successful we saw about just under seven thousand hunters harvest a bird or report harvesting a bird who haven't reported one in like 10 years so either that means they were just really like me, terrible hunters, or they maybe hadn't been hunting in, you know, five, six, seven, eight years and decided to go out and try it this year. 
And so that was pretty cool. I mean, that's, that's about 3,000 more than what we normally see. You know, roughly about 4,000 hunters are harvesting a, or reporting a bird. Right. They hadn't reported one in And would some years. of those, might some of those be first-timers, too? That it could be, yeah. Never, yeah. Never hunted or yep. bought a license before, too. Yeah, so. I just look back from that year back 10 years. So uh-huh. it, it could have been they'd never hunted before. Or it could have just been they didn't hunt for the past 10 years. Right. Hadn't hadn't been successful in the past 10 years. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, but that was kind of neat, just yeah. you know, how many people were out there. And we know license sales were up, too. So, um, yeah, just good opportunity for people to, to get out. And That's good. Experience something maybe that they hadn't for a long time. Definitely. Uh, we've thrown a graph yeah. on, on the screen. Uh, this was presented at the last commission meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've watched that or got a chance to be there for that, um, you've seen this. But. Explain what what we're looking at here, and if you're listening on the radio, go tune in sometime. <laughs> yeah, just it's a the reported harvest from the spring season going back to 2006, and um, just the each year's harvest, and you know you, you can see that in 2006, 2010 were our previous kind of peak years, especially 2010, mm-hmm. um, and and it just kind of. Bumps right along, stays pretty level, really, pretty in level, terms of yeah. harvest. And 2018 was down. Um, I understand. I wasn't here, but I understand that uh, the opening weekend was really cold and rainy, so that may have impacted some of the harvest. We know that you know weather can impact how successful hunters are, how many hunters even go out, and and that opening weekend is always the, the big the big push for for um, hunters and harvest. So. But numbers were down in 2018. They kind of rebounded a little bit in 2019, and and then this year it's way up. But you know, I it's it's I'm sure it's largely due to just the fact that we had a lot of hunters out there yeah. on you know yeah. more than normal. Now this was the first year of the uh, the new requirement tag before you drag that required either physically tagging the bird or the animal before you move it, or you know. Uh, um, electronically reporting mm-hmm. it on your phone before you move it and right. so some of that could have been just a little bit uh improved more, more documentation rate. Yeah. yeah yeah and then um and then you know populations may have actually been growing a little bit you know we know things were down a little bit in 2018 maybe some of these populations have been growing as well so there's some confounding things um that all yeah. put together probably led to the to the increase we see yeah folks folks say they're worried about turkeys in certain areas and they're not seeing as many and that kind of thing and if you look at this graph i know this is just harvest it's not the number of birds on the landscape but that line is almost flat i mean it's amazing Mm -hmm. that the numbers are right there in between 30 to forty thousand, you know and floating closer to 30 and that's it looks like we're doing okay if you look at that graph in my opinion but right from and and we've talked about this before from a statewide perspective we don't see a real strong trend one way or the other now if you start breaking it down by regions you know region two has been seeing a decline region one has been seeing a decline three and four were more stable and and just flat so yeah yeah i see eyebrows raised though whenever that that line deviates a little bit more one year than yeah. in others you know <laughs> yeah. like 2018 i remember at the commission meeting at 2018 there was big concern over wow harvest numbers are down and mm-hmm. you know and and then conversely you know this year wow i'm worried the harvest numbers are up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well i think that's why it's important too to you know look at the long-term trends right. rather than just one you know one year to the next because exactly. so many things can affect harvest 
you know, especially when you just look at reported harvest, you know, weather, we talked about that. Um, all of a sudden, I blanked out on other things and that affect it. But, you know, something the, I saw recently was the, uh, the note that you guys sent out uh, socially, I guess, about mowing. You oh, know, yeah. Your mowing schedule, how that can affect, um, you know, it probably be affecting turkey. Well, I was just going to say, you know, annual reproduction. If you have a really good year of reproduction, then two years later, you're likely to see a bump in your harvest because all those birds are now two-year-olds, right? Right. Conversely, if you have poor reproduction, then two years later, you're likely to see a decrease. So uh-huh. reproduction can affect things and weather and just how many hunters are in the field will affect things. And so year-to-year variation is, you know, it's good to watch it, but really you're trying to look at that trend at you know, uh-huh. five to ten year and just kind of watch what's going on. Because those those anomaly years, if you look at like the five-year average, I reported that, those anomaly years will kind of get... Um, factored out when you look at a yeah. five-year average. So uh-huh. you're not comparing just one year to, you know, something was weird one year, but kind of taking them all together. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. And, you know, talking about the mowing thing, this is a critical time of year where you watch those nests and when you're out mowing hay and things like that to, to not disturb those. And uh, that could change that could change your numbers a little bit, couldn't it? I mean, well, yeah, you know. If you're, if a lot of nests are unsuccessful, then it's yeah, yeah. it all trickles down. Mm-hmm. So if if a farmer or a landowner is able to, you know, delay whether they're bush hogging or whatever they're doing, if they can delay that until late June, July, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's that's certainly better for ground nesting birds and even yep. fawns and things that mm-hmm. are out there um, keep from either killing the hen or the poults or destroying the the nest or whatever. Uh-huh. So. I understand, though, you know, some folks can't. They yeah. got to get their hay in, and that's, that's the way it Sometimes is. Sometimes there's only those, that only, that w- little window, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to rain. They got to get it mowed, yeah. get it raked, get it <laughs> exactly. dried out. So, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the changes that are going to be coming down the pike for this next season. Yeah. Uh, commission meeting, they discussed it and passed uh, a few changes. So, let's, yeah, let's learn what those are. Yeah. I'm sure folks are interested. Well, I'll break it down. There were some. There was a statewide change that'll affect pretty much everybody, and then there were some limited rule changes, kind of affect just a few counties and mm-hmm. a few areas of the state. But the big one that will affect everybody is the commission approved a, um, a bag limit reduction for the spring season. So previously we had a, a season limit of four; they dropped that to three, and, and that's just you know. Um, That'll protect a few more of the birds, allow them to go into the next year, and probably improve a little bit the hunter uh, satisfaction uh-huh. and 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 be be that uh, in the long run. Um, the so that was kind of the statewide change. There were some changes that pertain to two different areas of the state that we again we're talking about region one and region two that we've been seeing de- decline. And so in region one, up against the Mississippi River, those counties that uh, join the river so we're talking uh, lake dyer lauderdale uh-huh. tipton shelby county those set of counties will have a delay in the season start for two weeks and then their bag limit is actually going to drop down to two so mm. they're kind of getting both things there's four counties in southern middle tennessee wayne giles lawrence and lincoln that will have a two-week delay in the season start so and that do those two-week delays are um, both for the youth season and the general season, okay. the, the regular. So 
Um, Two-week delay in the start, same. They'll finish the same as the statewide. And um, part of the reason why we're doing that is, um, again, just feel like if we can protect those, the breeding and, and, and remove the interference and the removal of gobblers that takes place early in that breeding season before the hens have had a chance to start nesting and incubating, uh -huh. if we can remove that, or delay it until after the majority of the hens have started nesting, that that'll improve reproductive success. Neat thing about this, and, and I'm so excited to be able to really um, look at this, is we've got this, you know, the, the research project going on in southern middle Tennessee. Right. We, mm -hmm. we're, we're in our fourth year now of that project. We've got, after this year, we'll have one more year of data collection. So we have got a lot of data already collected on reproductive rates and survival of nests, survival of poults, and you know, um, all, all this data that the students have been collecting. Uh -huh. And now we'll have the rule change and we'll be able to actually monitor and measure what kind of effect the two-week delay has on nesting rate, clutch size, nest success, and all of that. So we're hopeful that we can get another year of data collection uh -huh. after that so, so we'll have two years um, but I, I tell you I'm, I'm really excited about that element <laughs> because it's not just Tennessee uh, it's the entire southeast and I would even say almost the entire eastern United States that is curious uh, about how does hunting season timing of hunting season how does that affect reproductive success and so we're we're in a great spot. I feel the we paper already, coming on. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a huge paper coming. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is just so nice. Um, again, we've got this study that's already in place. We have birds that are, you know, being monitored this year, and, and transmitters that will stay on those birds that survive. Uh -huh. and so we'll just keep, just keep rolling it. And, and so mm. I'm excited. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And hopefully we can get that one more year, like you talked about, if there's some funding for that and yeah. even more. Even more data. Well, I want to tell folks how to find the season summary, uh, all the dates for the 20, uh, 2020-21 seasons are on our website. Uh, if you go to tnwildlife.org, just under the hunting tab, drop down, it says hunting season summary. Right now, you can you can kind of get an idea of, of the seasons. We hadn't touched on the fall turkey season, though. Has anything changed for fall that we should touch on? The only thing that changed with the fall season is Lincoln County was added as one of the counties that's closed, <clears throat> excuse me, that's closed to fall turkey hunting. Um, the other counties in that southern stretch, uh, Lincoln's one of those four that were doing the delayed start right. for the spring season, right. and, and the other ones had already closed to fall turkey season, and so we added Lincoln, or I say the commission approved that proposal to, to close it to fall. Okay, and one thing we haven't really said, it's all bearded birds, right? There's no opportunities for hens or non-bearded. Correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Bearded hens, I guess, are still legal, but right. but bearded turkey is the, the way we define legal bird. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, 
So if you go to tnwildlife.org under the hunting tab, season summaries, you can see the deer, you know, the unit CWD, elk, black bear, fall turkey, spring turkey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then below, there's a PDF where you can see all that in one spot. Go ahead, yeah. Roger. I was just going to say on both the PDF and on that page, we didn't get into the specifics of the Mississippi counties and those southern Tennessee counties and their specific season dates. So what you see there is just the, the general kind of statewide statewide yeah. season dates so, but in the ha- hunting handbook that comes out in august, august yeah. it will have all of that yeah even for those unique areas yeah make sure this is a good uh this is a good way to plan your vacations and get your season get, you know, get your year in in planning mode but yeah make sure you check your guide the 2020 2021 guide will be what you want to reference for uh some of those bigger changes and things you need to pay attention to more than nitty-gritty specifics so it's good to have that good to have that out for folks to to reference so all right well anything else we want to cover today roger have we have we touched on everything i think so i was trying to remember if there was anything else that we had talked about beforehand Um, well we're excited about what next season looks like you know uh, maybe folks will have some of the same success. Uh, hope they will anyway. And uh, people will be able to still get out there and yeah, hunt and fish. Uh, and speaking of fishing, fishing is hot right now. Yeah, um, really. If you haven't been to our Facebook page or our YouTube page lately, we've got a lot of hunting 101 or fishing 101s, I'm sorry, uh-huh. and uh, tackle tips. And uh, uh, we went catfish jugging and showing folks how to do that have you ever done that roger never have done that <laughs> we'll have to get you out there next time uh it was pretty fun it was my first trip doing that you know and, and we got some pretty good video and show you step by step how to how to do that which is pretty cool and uh there's more tackle tips coming out soon how to tie up different rigs and you know your palomar knot and your improved clinch and things like that are out there already and uh we just shot we'll, – we'll leak, we'll leak a little bit All here. All right, a little preview here. Preview. We shot a ledge fishing episode that will be coming out soon. So um, you can learn how to chase bass on the ledges. Okay. And uh, we've got a great um, guide on Old Hickory, Old Hickory Guide Service. Ian Huey's been helping us out with that. So. Yeah. He does great, and he's been doing a lot of tips for us. And I yeah. learned a lot just riding along with him and looking at his uh, – his equipment there he's he was uh very helpful yeah it's amazing the the technology oh, that they it. use these days to find fish and uh-huh uh is there a side scan or a sonar thing to find turkeys <laughs> i wish yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could uh tie one of those to our backpack or something and yeah. it find a turkey for us <laughs> it, it'd make uh inventory and you know counting them a lot easier maybe oh, for man, us too yeah that would that would be great wouldn't it yeah but anyway yeah we, there's a lot going on at the agency even though we've kind of been tied up at home and trying to stay away and and keep our distance social distancing and all that we've been able to continue to work and and provide for the sportsmen and women of tennessee i've even heard that we might even have a road trip or two scheduled for uh future wildcasts coming up here before too long yeah yeah we're gonna try to get on the road and do some shows and uh before you know it uh, we'll have some more shows on the raffle packages that are coming out yeah conservation yeah. raffle so we'll highlight some of those too but. we'll be doing the public meetings too for fish coming up uh this summer so yep stay tuned for that stay tuned so all right well roger thank you as yeah. always well thank you for letting me come on again yeah. it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys 
We're glad to have you in Tennessee and appreciate everything you do for the agency and all the hard work y'all put in up there. So well, thanks. Good yep. job. Don, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Well, this is uh, Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad y'all are tuning in and we appreciate y'all doing that. Keep listening, keep watching, keep coming back. And remember TNWildlife.org, all the information you need for outdoors in Tennessee. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.